0: Hello and welcome to the Survivors' Guide to Life podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Stevenson, and with me is Dr. Peter Bernstein, or Peter, as he likes to be called. But you mm-hmm. can call me Doctor. No, I'm okay.
1: Doctor.
0: No. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, it's early 2021, and uh, life is still very complicated, difficult. This is a tumultuous time. Um, I think we can say that we're all in the midst of a big transition in many ways, political, social, medical, every sort of way. Um, There are ways to move through a transition that give you a better chance of coming out on the other side in a better place. Uh, And We've talked about some of those things in our podcasts. I hope you've caught some of them. Uh, Over the weekend, Peter caught an HBO documentary about a very famous athlete who has gone through an incredible transition, and would you say he's come out the other side in a better place? It
1: looks like it. It, Well, he certainly has transformed.
0: We're talking about Tiger Woods, who is one of the most uh, honored, most successful golfers in history. I could read you all sorts of statistics, but I think most of you know who Tiger is. And we want to talk about some things that are familiar to you, but we want to give you kind of a, a way of looking at what he did that can be inspiring and helpful for our time.
1: Yeah, you're looking at me now. Well I'm willing to talk. She's done such a great job. Would you believe she was an engineer? She got the, she was in the wrong educational direction.
0: I've gone through a transition. She's
1: gone through a transformation. But I'll tell you what. Um, when I was thinking about what we were going to do for this podcast, lots of things go through my mind. But one of the things that really sticks in my mind is the value of struggle and pain and suffering. And the kinds of things that can... Come out of you know, rise from the ashes, and I know it's true. Uh, I I live it. I help lots of people live through it and, and come through the other side. But then, and I would, I had lots of examples, lots of things that I pay attention to that we've written and all kinds of things. And then I turned on an HBO documentary on Tiger Woods. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't sure I was going to listen to it, but I'm glad I did. It was excellent, and it was honest. This this story of his life and his career and his upbringing are inspiring and also extremely painful to watch. Um, it's a story of a, a, a little child who was raised to be, going be. he was going to be a star, not only a star, I think his father thought he was going to make him into some kind of god. Um, his father had been, a spe- I think, special forces uh, um, in, the, in the war, in, was it Vietnam, yeah, and he was I mean he was out there doing uh, demolition, secret pr- projects, guy was right out there in the trenches, doing very dangerous work. But he had a certain fanatical edge to him, there's no question about it, and he came out and he had this beautiful little boy, and it turned out that this little boy had a real gift for golf, and his father just capitalized on it. He saw his son as becoming a god, and uh, was going to be something so... Uniquely special, which the truth is he turned out to be quite special as an athlete. He was also a very intelligent kid. But one of the things that did happen is he was raised to be an extremely high performer in one dimension of life. Become very successful, extremely competitive as we all know. He's become what a billionaire.
0: Yeah. I I remember watching him Mm -hmm. uh, early in his career. I I have been a golfer uh, since I was little. And I do remember watching him in the first part of his career, and as you said, he was, he looked almost at times robotic. He looked like he was a machine out there um, doing what had to be done. And um, he was so impressive, and yet there was this side of him... That didn't really seem to relate to the people around him, he or the crowds. He did not, uh, and didn't seem to even—you never saw him enjoying what he was doing. Well, he, he may have,
1: but it sure didn't show. No, um, that's part of the story. Uh, He—you know why it's so important now that this COVID nineteen crisis has been going on for a while in. So many people, millions of people have lost their jobs. Hundreds of thousands of businesses have gone closed. Um, We have a crisis in so many different ways. And when you look at that and you realize, okay, that could happen, um, well people can come out of that, right? Well, here's what's happened. Most people in some way or another were raised to be, not Tiger Woods, that's so extreme, but they were raised in a a distractive way. They were raised to be one-dimensional to succeed in certain ways to depend on certain things for security financially you know the the investments the corporations the corporate workers lots of things that we have seen since this this terrible crisis and what we've also seen and what I've seen and I know cuz we're working with it here at the institute is how ill equipped people are to find their resilience because they were so they lived in a little silo of safety and the worldliness supported that until it was all collapsed. And instead of having resilience and experience of life to be able to pull from past experiences, being able to know, well, if something goes down, there'll be other things to be uh, that you can transform and transform yourself through. What we're finding is most people and many absolutely froze and were in shock and didn't know how to handle it and they were so well trained in one part of life and that was it and they were told this is your you're a winner or you're you've got job security you're doing fine and the truth is they were ignoring the precious things of life that really create a resilience that create a hope even in the midst of terrible times um
0: when do you, you think that hit for tiger when he hit that point where you're talking about realizing that what you were trained to do is not going to be enough.
1: Okay, it came through a crisis, a terrible downfall, and um, he became, he was exposed as being a, an addict, particularly a sex addict. He had a beautiful wife, beautiful kids, and he was, he destroyed it, basically he destroyed his life. Um, it was a disaster. Now. You know, one of the things I find in being an athlete for, all my, for a good part of my life and also being watching other athletes is there's a definition of what a champion is. And, and some of these people are just so darn tra- gifted and capable. Of course, they're champions for a while. And then they reach a point where something happens and they lose their championship. Or for boxing, they lose their title or whatever. You know, I look at the true champions are the, are the folks that have a downfall and instead of being destroyed forever, they seem to regroup and come back even better than they were before. More human. They've learned from their mistakes and they're better off than they've ever been before. To me those are the true champions they've been inspiring to me my whole life. Well this story of Tiger Woods is just that. His downfall was just a disgrace to the professions. Um, he, he felt hard and it was awful. And uh, they showed him in the in the uh, documentary. He was busted. He was on drugs and drinking. Uh, he was it was a horror. He was in jail. He hurt a lot of people. And he hurt his wife. He destroyed out. her. She yeah. was in shock. Yeah. And uh, she
0: defended him strongly, and uh, not knowing what had happened.
1: I know. And she was she was worried yeah. because she saw things in him that could really turn out to be a downfall, and she was right. And poor lady was just dropped to her knees and she had to take care of her kids while this horrible crisis was going on. She loved him mm-hmm. and she was in shock about what he was doing. There were people that said he's finished, he's done, you'll never hear from him again, he is a disaster. But people who knew him said they don't know Tiger, that this guy will work himself out of this and through this and come out better. Well they knew him. And uh, the truth of the matter is he went from a very shallow, myopic guy to something very transformed. And in his fall, I think one of the things is he went through a transforming process. It was very painful. He had to go through rehab, he went through lots of things. But what what began to show in him was he had no clue. About how to relate as a human being, how to relate to other human beings. That's how
0: he looked. He really had
1: no idea yeah. about what would give what gives people the real resilience and strength and hope in life. Aren't with his father, and he emphasized it all. Yeah. And through this downfall, that's what he came to realize: how many people he hurt. Um, and it it, it was a, a terrible, heartbreaking to even watch him having to admit that publicly. Um, At first it's interesting they showed him as it was leading up to this fall and he was an arrogant, cut off guy, he didn't care who he hurt. And um, after it, it was such a different story, after you saw the devastation and the nightmare and all the people that had been devastated and hurt by him. But as he was coming out of it um, there was something that was beginning to emerge and it was a human being who had feelings, who cared about others, who wanted to. Winning wasn't everything. Financial security, which you had major. Winning and financial security. And being the top of the top, which is all he cared about. The
0: competitiveness, yes.
1: With no joy.
0: No, he no never fulfilling. took pleasure in No, none
1: failure. of it. No. Well, what it turned out is that's what he discovered. What was really important. Mm-hmm. And um, he had a number of surgeries. He was a back, a back manic- surgery. Yeah, I yeah. think he had five surgeries. surgeries. And I remember during some of his uh, uh, competitions, he fell to his knees. and was in such agony, and people said he couldn't endure pain, but it was that bad. So during this time, he also was physically debilitated completely dependent on others to even carry him to the bathroom. It was so bad. He was a really destroyed person in so many ways. Um, And he began to come back and bring himself back and begin to discover through this extraordinary crash what really was important in life. And it's a beautiful thing to watch because he's so open and frank about
0: it. I'm, I'm wondering on the documentary, did he speak and say what he learned, or what? How, how did he describe what happened to him? Well, I
1: love it. He said he always loved the game, but he said when I came back, I enjoyed. I began to really enjoy what I was doing in life, and it wasn't about winning, and it wasn't about money. It was just about enjoying myself and enjoying the people I was with and enjoying my kids, and it had nothing to do with money or championships at all. And this guy began to discover what was really important in life and what would give him, and he talked about this is what's important in life and this is what I've discovered and this is where I'm invested for the rest of my life. Not winning, although he said I like to win, but I like to enjoy it. And you notice him now the way he plays. He relates to the people. He enjoys them.
0: He is much He's, more human. Oh,
1: much yeah. more! And you know, he even the fans. He'll talk to them, the little kids. He'll talk. Mm-hmm. Where if you look at him before, he was like a robot, and he was so cut off. Yeah. Well, now it's not yeah. like that anymore, and it's a very touching transformation that has come through terrible crisis and turmoil. He had one of those. What was his name that wrote that book on, on transfer? Uh,
0: Bruce Feiler.
1: Talks about life is in the life This guy had major lifequakes. Mm-hmm. Well the truth of the matter is why I find that so relevant now is because many of us, because of what's happened on a grand scale, are now dealing with lifequakes in many ways. Um, and, we've been, and it's over an extended period of time. So what I, we've talked about it on so many podcasts is finding hope and finding the things that we lost touch with for so long that really would give us the resilience. Um, and put our emphasis on what's really precious and really valuable in life. And I think that when I, when I watch this I think this is the most timely documentary for all of us to watch. Because here's a man who came from the heights and dropped to the depths of hell and came back.
0: Uh, let me just add that uh, when he started his career, uh, so many people said that golf was for old white men. Yes. And that so many people of color and children started to get interested in golf because of his achievements. But I would say that people watching this documentary and watching him today, he's more inspiring. Much more. Oh, much more. For what he's learned and what he's come through.
1: And his inspiration is emphasizing what's really precious in life. His values have changed. And he speaks about them very openly about having appreciation for the things in life that have nothing to do with money and success in the sense of the way he used to do it. And all of a sudden you realize this guy has discovered what's really important in life and it's appreciating the little things. Mm -hmm. And he talks about that. It's almost like a message to all of us that yes, these are hard times and yes, you're going to go through tough times and some many are going through rougher than others because they were so ill-equipped for the transition. But out of it can come... A new life. You can discover your humanity and your empathy and compassion for your fellow man, and it will help you cope with the difficulties of life that come that don't have to do with the COVID 19 crisis, but have to do with real life. And I think that this documentary is essential to watch because it's a great inspiration to all of us. So um, I wanted to share that today because I, um, I believe it. I'm helping a lot, we're helping a lot of people through some very difficult times i honestly have never seen it so difficult for so many and i've never seen people deal with such life threatening dying and death and losing so much and bringing them even through the difficulty in discovering hope and rays of light and knowing that there will be something after this there will be a, there's a future but it won't be the same and if we really learn what matters We'll come out of it far better than what we have been before. What That's it? my message today.
0: And I, before I do my closing I just want to say that I went to Tiger Woods' website and the first picture I saw was a picture of him and his son playing golf together and he was they were hugging each other. It was very sweet. So I saw a lot of hugging came yes. to be more important to you. Yes, a yes. lot of hugging yeah.
1: afterwards. And his kid would go with him on the course. Of course, yeah. yeah. I I'll bet you he's not training his kid like his father trained him. I bet not. No. I bet not. So he discovered how important family is, yeah. like his kids, and, yeah. and enjoying his his competitors. I mean, he likes yeah.
0: them. Yeah, they, they get along. That's but,
1: good. I mean, that's a whole lot different it's than he used to
0: different. be. So thank you for joining us. The Survivor's Guide to Life is sponsored by Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment a 501c3 charity and their website is sctraumatreatment.org please consider going to the website and making a donation uh, we are at the Life.com where you'll find links to our podcast on all the outlets and to our youtube channel where you'll be able to see us uh, doing what we do as well as speaking what we speak please like us and share us on facebook and instagram Uh, Peter and I can be, uh, you can reach us at 707-781-3335 or Jenny at BernsteinInstitute.com. Thank you for joining us again, and we will be back soon. Thank you.